Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Bikinis, plural, in the brain. <laughs> we are double bikinis today with, of course, the lovely Phoebe Hagen <laughs> and Ashley Kaltwasser, as always. Hi. <laughs> That's his favorite part. That's of my whole. Pod. I could, we could be done with the podcast, and I would be content. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a good topic today, of course. As always, Ashley's shocked that we have a great topic today. <laughs> unlike the other ones, unlike, that are just mediocre. Unlike <laughs> the other mediocre topics, um, today's topic. Actually, Ashley, you want to go into it? And yeah. And <laughs> the long, yeah. yeah. Ashley has not much to say today. She's going to talk very long with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I mean, gosh, Phoebe's here till Olympia time. So, we got to take advantage of the time while she's here. So, I was thinking, hey, a great idea would to kind of have a, a podcast about, you know, two bikini pros, both with the same goal, but prepping differently because mm -hmm. I think it's important to let people know that, you know, just because one person has this amount of macros and does this cardio and eats this, it's not the same for everyone and it should never be the same. That's why cookie cutter plans are not the best, right? No. We're all so different, although we might have the same goal. We're going to get there in different ways, uh, depending on our body and, and uh, everything else. So the good thing here is that Coach Adam does both of our preps. Mm -hmm. So he knows all the inside scoop between uh, Phoebe and I. And uh, we can go into what's similar and what's different about the way we prep heading into Olympia. No, I'm excited. I, it's a very, I think it's something that not a lot of people kind of talk about or have the opportunity to talk about because, right. you know, like you said, everyone is very different. Um, and everyone obviously is always on separate teams and stuff, but luckily enough, you have two yeah. of us on the same team and we can talk <laughs> about it together, which is cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I think what's important to, to really go into with this topic is that when you're coming up in the industry and you're just starting to become a competitor, you have your competitors that you look up to. I don't know. It could be a lot of times it's structural. You know, you'll see a girl and you're like, oh, I like her look is similar to my structure. So I want to be like her. So I'm going to look up to her. Right. Yeah. And then you start seeing her diet and you're like, oh, I should do that. But really, you might need to be doing someone's completely well, different I diet. I get a lot yeah. of questions about height. So I'm like one of the taller bikini girls in the industry. And a lot of people are always like, oh, tall girls. Like I, you know, we have similar structures. I look up to you because you're tall. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. That's totally fair enough. But that mean, that doesn't always mean that we'll be on the same level in terms of what we need to do to diet down or to gain muscle or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I think like, although it's super flattering that we get these questions at the same time, it's like, I can tell you what I, how would I do for cardio, but it's not going to translate to you. You yeah. know what I mean? I think a lot of people obsess over like how many macros is this competitor eating? Yeah. How much cardio do you do, Ashley? Um, or they might even say something along the lines of what, you know, um, how much, is, are those dumbbells that you're lifting because they want to <laughs> yeah. emulate your exact like movements but you can do it but the results are not going to be the same and maybe this is not the right plan for you yeah. you know so I think it's important to put it out there because although like I said it's super flattering that somebody wants to emulate you in the way you prep uh it's not always going to work out the way you think it will yeah and do you know what I do you know what I think sometimes when they ask these questions are sometimes to just justify what they're doing do you know what I mean like I feel like oh Obviously, the main probably point is to kind of be like, oh, I want to, you know, see what they're doing to see if I can do the same and, you know, get the same results. Sometimes I do think it's like, oh, if I'm doing this as well, or if I'm doing this and Ashley's doing that, okay, cool, we're doing something similar, so we're, I'm on the right path. If I, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense sometimes. Yeah, but. no, for sure. Um, and that's what I'll get 
I, I get that a lot too from girls who have coaches and they'll be like six weeks yeah. out from a show. They're like, well, my coach has me doing this. And my answer is always like, well, listen to your coach. If you yeah. trusted them originally, don't ask six coaches because you might get in different four different opinions. answers. Yeah. And it there, there's going to be a lot of ways to get the same end result, mm-hmm. you know? And so don't get confused and not necessarily my way isn't necessarily the right way because the right way is whatever gets you in best shape. Yeah. Right? That's really the answer. So that's the thing that people need to really look at is, you know, if you, if you, have a coach and they're telling you what to do and they have a you know proven track record of course they're not yeah. hurting you that's a, another topic yeah. but then just just stick with that because there's um what do they call it analysis paralysis where you're <laughs> you get so much information and a lot of it could be right a lot of it could be just different ways to get there and then you just don't know which way and you get confused and you're like oh yeah. maybe I should be doing this because this client did this or Phoebe did this Ashley does so this you know so it's to like then have your own opinion and even yeah. like enjoy the process of it because then you're constantly thinking oh like you're looking at other people's journeys more than your own like yeah. you're looking at Ashley's journey and being like well she's doing that and I'm doing this so maybe I should do what she's doing oh but Phoebe's doing this so then maybe sh- I should do what she's doing and then you don't even end up getting your own end result you just end up following what people want to do yeah. or like what you think people should be doing for example. and also I want to like preface it too and say you know to the girls out there because there's a lot of you girls out there that are that are doing this and it's just, it takes away a lot of the joy of the prep. Don't overthink everything too much at the same time. You know, I get, yeah, I have, <laughs> like I got, especially during peak week, I get the, and I never mind, I don't mind when my clients message me during peak week because I understand what's going on. They're yeah. like, they're freaking out because it's peak week and they're like, mm. oh, if I have one extra shred of lettuce, like it's good, how many calories, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so it's like, don't let the joy leave because you're being so analytical and you're staring at everything because, there's, if, if you're not getting in state, you're not getting, you know, the right end result because you had an extra cup of lettuce, like there was a lot bigger problems than, than that. You know, there was, there was something else that wasn't that. Yeah. So like, don't, you know, don't let the joy leave from it too. But today we're going to go over like a couple different things that both of them do. And honestly, um, some things are different too, based on not just how their body responds, but the mindset too, you know, um, Phoebe feels really good when she has these big carb loads for like the next couple of days and she likes being full. Um, she doesn't like it when her body goes flat so much. It messes with the, the mind a little bit, right? <laughs> and I've learned that over the years and it's fine. And you just work away around it. You know, it's not that hard. You know, she gets a, a bigger reload once a week, but that's worked into the total weekly calories, right? It's like, okay, um, Ashley, for example, doesn't necessarily like those carb reloads. Doesn't make they her scare me. Yeah, they they make her. <laughs> so you see, it's like totally. And like I can't really food. tell that much of a difference either. Honestly, yeah. I'd rather just keep it consistent on a day to day. And so my preference that, like on my end, it's like, well, it's not really data based. It's more so okay, keep them happy because if they're happy in prep and they're confident in prep and they're confident in their bodies, they're going to perform better in the gym and get a yeah. better end result. If I have Phoebe flat for three months, she's going to be like, I'm so flat. I lost my butt and, you know, all these things. And it messes with your head and it really does. And it's, it messes with everyone's head, you know, but, but that's just something, you know, I've learned from you. And if I give Ashley, you know, a 500 carb reload, she would be like, this is way too much. Like, I'm not, I'm going to get fat, right? It's gonna be like, <laughs> so it's like you different, different things. And then you just kind of formulate preps. Like you have to look at everything, not just how it's going to respond, but how it's going to affect them mentally in the gym. How's their energy in the gym, mm. right? Because that's the one thing too that I always look at is, okay, if the diet's so hard that their workouts are being dramatically affected by it, the workouts are going to be affected by it to some capacity, no matter what, with, with low calories. But if they're so affected by it, is it worse to have a little bit higher calories and better workouts or is it worse to have really low calories and bad workouts, right? So it's yeah. like you have to weigh that out. Where's that perfect 
capture point where you can still have good workouts and the calories are low enough where we could still get into those low body fat levels. So it's all these little things you have to work into it. But um, for example, so just uh, until two weeks ago, just to give you some contrast, Ashley's diet was at the 1700 calorie range until last week. So, um, and now we're in the 14s. for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big eater. <laughs> yeah. That's an off season, close to off season calorie range for, for Ashley. And she's in prep for the Olympia. So yeah, I could, well, from the last show, Nevada state, I, I think the highest amount I got in weight was 124. So that's just like what, two, three pounds off the stage. Yeah. So I'd never really went into a true off season. Cause right, right. When I stepped off stage, it's like, well, time to prep for the Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like a one, one month of kind of like more relaxed, I don't want to say a break, but more relaxed diet, more relaxed training. I wasn't even doing cardio there for a little bit also. So, you know, just like a little, okay, give my body a mini, mini break and then time to push, push it harder for the, the finish line. So middle yeah. to the metal now. Yeah. yeah. It's how many weeks? Is it? It's two and a half weeks now. Yeah. And oh it's a week and a half for you because you're actually going to compete. Can I say it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to compete in Texas the week before the yeah. Olympia. So she's prepping, uh, prepping. Oh, gosh. It's like almost peak week for you now. Yeah, then. Oh, my week. goodness. It'll be peak week on Saturday. Saturday. Monday, so. Ooh, that's the show that I was like debating doing. I was <laughs> like, I want to maybe do it because I always look better the second show. But then I was like weighing Ooh, my, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, no, yeah. it's not, a, it's not smart strategically for me to do it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm going to be ready though. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited. But one, I've never been to Texas. So I'd love to, I've always wanted to go. Um, And then two, like, I think, that production, that show, I, I'm really excited Great for it. Gonna, yeah, the promoters look really good. Um, and I know, I think this week has definitely been a little bit more like hard for me because I've had a few more opinions saying like, oh, that's risky. Like, you know, the risks behind that and all that type of thing. And it has been messing like, you know, should I do that show? I don't know. Like, is that a risk? I know that's a risk. And we've spoken about that before. Every um, show's a risk. Yeah, yeah, every show's a risk. But you just got to do it. I Yeah, that's for, for me. I'm just, I'm just looking forwards and just kind of staying steady with it and just being like, no, I know I wanted to do this. I want to do it. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And so example, another example would be situation based, right? Yeah. So her peak week next week is not going to be the full peak week of no. a Olympia peak because, because it, the Olympia is six days. I mean, literally after that show, it's a week, a week yeah. away. Yeah. So it's, it's, so she'll be six days out on the day after the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, that's, that's the real peak week. So, um, but the good thing is, you know, going into this, we've, you know, luckily we're in a position where that's not going to hurt us because we've been doing these one day reloads and we've done so many one day reloads. We can now see, okay, what does she look like after that one day reload? We have probably five relevant check-ins, I mm -hmm. would say that are after the reload that you're lean enough where we could really look at it and be yeah. like, okay, that's what she looks like after the reload. Um, when she's lean enough where you can actually see it like way down the road, it didn't really matter as much, but now right. you can kind of see it. And so it's like, okay, we have that in our ammunition. Her body's not going to respond and freak out when we do that one day reload. So we can kind of just walk on stage and yep. then just do that reload. Um, and that gives you, you know, another example of just different things you can do in prep. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, so it's, that's going to be a fun one. And, um, and you know, Phoebe's prep has been a, a little bit harder, um, getting her to this the thing is, I feel when you say, because you said this this whole time harder, it's been longer, but not harder. Yeah, well, I guess I'm it. referencing harder to, well, I guess you could probably weigh it out too. Ashley's prep technically is longer because it's consistent, right? Yeah. I'm always <laughs> impressed. Yeah, always so, so really, it's like really, if you weigh out the difficulty, is, is it days or is it? Because you know, I feel it, like this has been my easiest prep ever. Yeah. I've ever done like every, so yes, we started at 
because I will hold my hands up to it and I always do say like my starting points aren't always the best of what they could be um or for some people anyway or for me anyway and we started really early um and I say really early but I've seen people start preps at like 20 something weeks out before when they've needed to kind of lose a large amount of weight um and we have and we've been consistently dropping every week though for since that kind of like marker um and we haven't kind of been dieting the entire time because we started harder so the first four weeks I'd say we started quite hard um we added in cardio again and obviously had food slightly lower but I wasn't I was ready for that and I didn't mind that four weeks at all and then we reversed out of that but I was still dropping so we carried on reversing and then we brought it back down again at like 16 weeks so it's just been really consistent it hasn't felt like oh my god really hard this the last two weeks or so has probably felt the hardest because we're close now yeah um but the actual process of it and like you were talking about before mindset of it I think I was ready for this full prep in general I think before um for the Arnold's UK back in 2021, that was obviously, that was a good prep to be fair. That was a, yeah. that was a good steady prep as well. But the Arnold's US, that was for me, definitely the hardest one. Cause again, we weren't in the best position and my body just wasn't happy. Like it didn't want to lose weight. It didn't want to be in prep. Um, and my mindset wasn't, I wanted to be in prep either, which I, I totally hold my hands up to. And I think sometimes that it's hard when the athlete not doesn't want to be in a prep, but if it isn't, if you're not, in it fully in a prep mm-hmm. it's just not gonna work and yeah. I, I I was trying to really I want it because the Arnold US you have to like you know you have to apply you have to get accepted and I think for like three years now as a pro I've I've applied and not gotten it so when I got it I wanted to do it I wanted to do it but I just also didn't my body didn't want to do it my mindset did not want to do that show um and it was really hard because I was like I ha- I, I want to do it. I want to do it but I, I can't um, yeah. at the same time. But I think now I've learned that if I want my six, uh, my preps to be successful, I have to be in it fully. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't do the Arnold UK. Um, I got invited to it, but I didn't do it um, because I know I needed more time. And I, I definitely, because someone asked me the question the other day, like, do you regret not doing it? And I said, no, I, I don't regret not doing it because I got to experience it as a, as a spectator, which was absolutely incredible. I got to give you the trophy, yeah. which was so, that was literally <laughs> one of my like favorite moments of 2022. Like that was so cool. Um, and I'm now bringing my best package to the best show in the world. Like my, that's priority, you yeah. know? Um, and I feel like that's something very like important to kind of say. Yeah. I think, I think that's important too. And I appreciate you always, um, being open with that too, yeah. Because as we've worked t- together too over the years, we're at three now, right? Yeah. Three. No, um, four years next. Four, mm, four years next year. Twenty nineteen, we started. Twenty nineteen. Four years soon then. Yeah. It's four like three years and a half year. or something. Yeah. Four yeah. years next year. So <gasps> the um, it's cool. It's cool to see because as as I get as a coach, you know, you're you have to stick to like an ideology or it just won't work. You have to stick to something. It's like okay, this works. I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna mold my things around this, right? Yeah. But then you get you get athletes once in a while that kind of force you to be a little bit more open to things yeah. and change things a little bit. And I had one years ago um, named Nicole, Nicole uh, Fabrizio. She's a pro figure girl now. And she would do similar things in like the off season, right? I'm always like, oh, stay lean in the off season, like within 10%, whatever, right? 
she would go, and it was funny because we were, we coached together for like years, right? And she was like, it's just like my, she's like you, like my buddy. We're gonna get our little fights and stuff, right? And she was like, she's like, Adam, I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do in the off season, and then I'm just gonna crush an 18 week prep every time. So just give up on it, right? Yeah. Like she's like, just she's like, and then she, you know, she would always show up. She'd always show in shape, and I was like, well, you know, you you make a strong argument. Yeah. She's like, for me, I feel like I put on more muscle, and I feel like I. Um, I reset my mind and I need that little break and I come in and then I'm, I'm ready to go. Once prep starts, I'm like, I'm ready to go and I'm able to go harder than being like, feel like I'm always in prep, feeling like I'm always in prep the whole time. And I was like, there's a strong argument for that. And I did both as a bodybuilder. I didn't do them both direct. Uh, like I didn't do them both as, um, how I could say planned. I guess yeah. I did one when I was younger, I would just bulk, you know, I was yeah. just like, so I kind of would do it indirectly, but I was doing it. I just did it. And I thought I was doing it the right way. Yeah, you thought I was you like, were doing it the right yeah. way, but it wasn't. The I was right like way. eating pizzas and stuff, but really I was just taking breaks. Well, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was You're like, like, I'm bulking, yeah. like I'm eating all this food and this, that, the other, which again, you can argue is right, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. Young, young bodybuilder Adam was a funner, funner guy. <laughs> more fun. <laughs> he had a lot of food. He had more flexibility. <laughs> yeah, he had to a him. lot of food. And then, um, and then as I got older, um, but so, so it's cool to see because it does. You know, these are two different ways of the approach, right? Two yeah. extremely different ways. Ashley is, is she's always basically always in prep to some capacity, whether it's keeping it in track. Um, uh, the breaks might be mini, you know, a couple of weeks with no cardio, that type of thing. But she's always there, right? And she, obviously the result has been worked really good. Phoebe has like a little bit of a break in the off season, yeah. right? A little bit of a mindset break, but the result is working just the same. Like yeah. it's like the end result is good. You're going to compete less, you know, yeah. but the end result is two different ways of doing it. I so think I guess that's it's important as well. Cause I think I used to compete a lot. Like in 2019, like I used to compete. Shows, yeah. Like, eight shows. But that was when I was trying to qualify, I think. Yeah. And then obviously COVID hit and then we couldn't actually like compete yeah. as much or travel as much, but you compete. How many shows have you competed in this year? This year, 11. That's Last year was like fourteen. We're, we're talking about Whoa. it being a slow year. We're like, oh, yeah, 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 it was I a slow year. This year. <laughs> we were like, next year, let's just throw <laughs> next it. Next year, let's just go for it. Let's yeah. just, yeah. We're both That's like, so funny. we're both like, uh, kind of boring, right? Let's yeah, do something. I, was like, <laughs> Shoot, I, I had regrets. I should have competed more. Yeah, Texas is my second show this year, and then last year it was twenty twenty one. I only did four shows, and then mm. the year before was two, and then the year before that was eight. Mm. So it was like. It's been like up and down, but I don't compete nearly as much as you do anyway. Um, but also I'm not near shows yeah. as much as That's well. Being in point. Dubai now yeah. anyway, um, and even in the UK, like there's obviously now a lot more opportunity in Europe, UK, all that type of thing when I lived there um, to travel and all that type of thing. But I have to at least travel probably at least three hours on a flight or three hours somewhere to do a show. Um yeah. But now in Dubai, it's like at least eight hours or oh. at least 20 hours or 21 hours. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. that's that's something to note. I mean, yeah. gosh, it's um, really convenient for me. I think I'm either, I would say either Vegas or Florida has the most abundance of close shows. Yeah. Um, but being in Vegas, gosh, how many shows did I compete and they were just here? Yeah, there was loads. Three. Yeah, there was loads. And the Olympia will be four. Yeah. So like Olympia's literally just <laughs> drive down the street, just drive down the street. That's nice. And then I've done a few shows this year that were just like an hour flight, like uh, in Utah, the Salt Lake City show. I did one in California. Like there's a lot of close shows. It's like an hour. Um, so that's, you know, that's something to note. And I think like it definitely, for those of you out there, it's something to consider too. It's like, where are you located and how convenient is it for you to compete? So 
that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm sure you don't compete as much. If they were well, yeah, in no. your backyard, if, they, if, they, if, if you were- If there were shows in Dubai, I would love, like that would be so cool. Like I would love that. Um, mm. I think there will be definitely as time goes on, because I think it's, it's growing as a country um, in the bodyboarding world. But I think, um, yeah, if there was closer shows to me, I think that's why I did compete in more in 2019 and 2018 because it was more shows that were close to me because I was in the UK in Europe um but yeah so that's that's something to definitely take in for Mm. sure yeah yeah oh sorry and I wanted to go back into what you said about like having the right mindset to prep I can totally relate to that because I've had a few preps not recently but like years ago where I just wasn't in it completely like I was just like ugh, and it just felt like so much of a task and it's funny because it's like you know how you said like this prep was actually considered easy for you it's because your mindset is in the right spot and it's funny because you can do the exact same things but at different times where your mindset is either like all in it or just like not and it can determine whether it's easy or hard you know your experience is kind of based on your mindset like sometimes I say like the best pre-workout sometimes is your motivation just like you can be super tired but if you're motivated and you're like uh so focused you're just like I don't care I want to do this workout and I'm looking forward to it whereas like maybe when your mindset's not quite there you can have all the energy in the world and do the same workout but you're kind of dreading it you're just like you just can't and it just seems so much harder than it actually is just because your your mind isn't there yeah like it's a more of a task rather than something you're looking forward to and that's sad because like that like you said before it takes away from the process and the journey because ultimately we're on stage for like what maximum 30 minutes as a pro like in in whole like that's pre-judging finals maybe longer but like that's 10 percent, not even 10 percent, but really small amount of the entire prep you know the whole all the work is done in the actual prep itself the process of it and if you don't enjoy that then why are you competing yeah do you know what i mean like why if you don't because you and you compete because you love it right Mm -hmm. like you do so many preps and you keep this consistent because you love it that's what you that's what brings you joy if you don't if you don't enjoy it then what's the point in stepping on stage i personally think anyway Mm -hmm. um so for me when i stop enjoying the process that that then makes me think why am i why am i doing this like why do i actually like doing this and you have then have to remember your why and you have to be like okay let's take it back a, a notch like because i i so openly said this kind of on my youtube after the arnold's uk because i didn't feel at uh, the arnold's us sorry this year in march um obviously i didn't bring my best and that's always not the nicest feeling obviously of course um and then i was dreading prepping for the olympia because i was like what happens if i feel like this prepping for the olympia you know like i've been trying to get to this show for four years and if i don't enjoy this process of like what i've been working for for like what seven years why have i done this the whole time and i I was worried because i was like what happens if i don't find the love for bodybuilding again and i didn't you know in I, i i don't enjoy it um and that's why that's one of the reasons as to why i've come over to the us so early and three months well two months two months before two and a half months before so i can just be in it and be here and be with adam be with ashley be with people that inspire me and motivate you know the journey that i've work so hard to be in the fitness environment in Vegas yeah. is crazy right like the th- it really is like it, there's <laughs> just there's now it's grown so much like yeah, I, I remember coming in for the olympia in 2019 um and it obviously it was still huge then but it was nowhere near what it is now like yeah. it's grown hugely since then um and i do think like we said environment the people you're around your mindset is so important to a prep it's not like you just need the tools that like you just need to diet and train and that's it like you need everything like your mind needs to be all in otherwise it's just not gonna work it's not gonna work 
So, but yeah. I think, I think that that's something to take into account, like all the stuff you said about the journey and mm. everything too. And I think sometimes people forget that. And it's, it's like that with everything in life, you know? Like everyone wants to go on this journey to get something, right? Whether it's an Olympia win or your best physique or, you know, it could be someone who's working the like, one day I want to get that Lamborghini or whatever, right? But it's funny is that you, these guys who get these things and they, they actually end up getting there, right? They get it and they're like, yeah, it wasn't, all that, you know? It like, wasn't, it's not, it's yeah. not the end product, I feel. Like, I've yeah. been telling myself this recently because obviously, I mean, for me anyway, I've been trying, we've been, well, you, for three years, three years? Yeah, three years and then a year before. I've been trying to get to the Olympia for four years, like, as a pro. So it's it's been a long journey and I'm trying to, like, take in every moment as I can because, yeah. like, this has been something I've been really, really like working for for a long time, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm really, really excited. But for, I'm trying to prepare, prepare for after as well. Cause like, it could be not what I expect. I don't think it is. Cause I literally think it's going to take every single box I've ever even imagined. <laughs> Cause it's the Olympia. Like I can't wait, but trying to set yourself up for what's after the goal you've accomplished. If that yeah. makes sense, you know, like, okay, cool. What's next? Yeah. What are we now going to work towards? Cause we've gotten to the Olympia. Now we're going to try get to it again try and get top 10 try and get top five try and, do you know yeah. what i mean try and like put goals into place so you don't feel like oh cool i've been working towards that and you get that massive like dip i feel like that's why a lot of people sometimes get that um post-show blues yeah because or I, I don't know if you've ever experienced like the post-show post-show blues where you kind of like you've worked towards i mean you compete a lot so that's that might be why but you compete <laughs> like, you do a show and then you've achieved it or you've gotten that goal and then you're like Okay, cool. What next? You know, I get bored in the <laughs> winter time whenever there is no show. So that's ki kind of relatable. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think that is the reason why I compete so much is just like I'm extra motivated after shows. And sometimes it's like, well, if I have no place to put that motivation, it's like, that's, where the, the, that's where the blues will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think it, that's really important to tell people, like have a plan for after, not just like your reverse, no, not just your reverse uh, diet and training, but actually like goals, you know, yeah. maybe you should do a photo shoot or maybe you should, uh, you know, have something super structured or anything that you're, you know, precisely going to put into like, put your efforts into action yeah. for something yeah. so it doesn't just go to like waste you know yeah. and, and just enjoy the journey i think is the most important thing let's talk about the the guy with like the the stories of like the lamborghinis the guys the big houses they get these things once they get them they don't even care anymore yeah they end up selling them usually within a year or two like, i know so many people in dubai that literally well, have bought like lamborghinis and everything and then they're like yeah. it's not it's practical no, they're like yeah it's and it's like the day of celebration is great but then and then it's funny is because um, you know, I've had, I've had friends do this and actually I'll tell you off, off of one, you know, who did that or two about an, about an R8. And he yeah. was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, that thing was just a pain in the ass. He's like getting into it was hard. I got a ticket. He's like, it's just wasn't practical. He's like, yeah. but he's like, you know what I remember though? He's like, well, I remember when I first started coaching and I was like, you know what, maybe one day I'll get one. Maybe mm -hmm. one day I can get one. And I remember all those little things. And, um, and what's funny is like me now too, as a coach, I was, I, I talked to Tori sometimes. I'm like, remember when? We were like at Club USA, like this small gym. It was just me and you training people, and like we were like growing, and it was yeah. just like, like remember those like the the journey of of getting everything Get right. That, it's not yeah. like I could have looked at because I could have looked at like the the gym and the prep center, all this, and I've been like, you know, one day I want this, I want that, right? But then you get it, and you're like, no, the <sighs> journey. You got to remember the journey. That's the fun part. So like all of you out there who are doing your shows and getting ready for shows, just remember um, the journey. And I think what's really important as well as part of the journey is that you 
and this is an unfortunate part of prep. Unfortunately, a lot of people will kind of isolate themselves in prep mm. and they'll just be like, this is all that matters, this is all that matters, all that matters. But I will tell you this, at the end of the day, if you go through your whole prep and you don't isolate yourself and you have your friends and your family and you don't lose your boyfriend during the process because prep was more important for some reason. How many people do you know that happens to, right? Yeah. And then at the end of it, you like enjoy that journey with them and you get to celebrate that with them. It's so much more rewarding. And then at the end, you don't have to like start a new life, you know, no. when you're done. So you're like, I say this to you often and like, I, I really... I respect a lot of people. I respect you, both of you. And like randomly, I, I don't know why I named this person, but like Jay Cutler, for what they do after either they've finished competing or like stopped, they've built a business on top of that. And that really inspires me to do what I'm doing now with creating my business, my brand, everything like that, because I don't want to be known as just an athlete in a body. Like you see so many bodybuilders, like men bodybuilders that obviously, don't get me wrong, like their success has grown from that, you know, grown from them competing, putting themselves out there, you know, going to meet and greets, all that type of thing, and being an athlete. But when they step back and they don't have those competitions to step on stage, what do they have? They haven't got anything behind yeah. that. And I feel that's not what I, I personally want to be or what I want from life. And that's not part of the process for me, just, just to be an athlete. Like, I didn't come out here, because I get, again, a few questions saying like, did you just come out here to just prep or, and I said, no, I've come out here to network. I've come out here to build my brand, to be more established in the U S um, and all that type of thing. And I've, it's worked, you know, like it's, I, it, that's why I wanted to come out here. One of, one of the other reasons, um, because I wanted to one, you know, have the best prep I could do be surrounded by people experience and just have life here as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very important, especially on prep is to just not just, it's so it's it's like a double-edged sword because obviously you want to put your all into that prep don't get me wrong like you don't want to just give it 50 percent and then give the other 50 percent to other, something else but you want to be all in but you also don't want it to just consume you you know um in a way that it just it, that's all that mat matters i guess i don't yeah. know so i don't know if you what do you what do you, do you agree or? i mean yeah i agree i i don't mind being just an athlete though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for us that's what people know me as no sure. no, okay. no no i know <laughs> And I think, that's, I think that's good as well. I, I do honestly do think that's good. I, I, I just think, I think you, I don't look at you as just nothing. Oh, well, that's I what am. I, uh, I see. I see. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't see you as in, okay, so not, no, an, I'm not an athlete. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not joking. an athlete, but I think just a body, for example. Oh, I am, for you're, sure. You're not. You're not. <laughs> what? Ashley's I just, don't see you as that, just, though. Ashley I just don't. devoted herself to Instagram model I'm on like, the podcast. What? So, I just. Send joking. her a like, guys. Send her a like. No. I'm just joking. I oh, this is a joke. I always just say like my personality is my hamstrings, and this is joke. It's a running joke. It's I'm oh, more than just I'm, I'm more than just a pair of hamstrings. I, okay. Yeah, you, you get are a shirt. You just shirt made more than just a hamstring. Hey, you're more than just. A, we need we need a t-shirt saying that. Or I'm more than just a yes, or some like leggings that like show off my hamstrings and just like say, hey, eyes up here, buddy. <laughs> Like <laughs> just like a mesh, just oh mesh on the God. pure mesh on the hamstring. Hey, eyes up here with, with the eye emoji, like looking. So, oh my uh, God! But no, I don't. I don't see you as just thank that. I you. see you as like, like again, because you guys have created the podcast. You get yeah. a lot of informative information yeah, out there. You know, totally. You're not just oh, you know, Ashley Coltswater is like her body is amazing and like her shoulders are there, and that that's it to you. Mm. You know, you have a lot of informative information with. Yeah your Instagram, YouTube, and you put a lot of stuff out there for people to then take in and not just be, 
oh yeah, like I like the way she looks. And yeah, you know I'm. I, mean? I yeah, I know what you mean. I am actually very aware of that. And you know, I always like to say like sometimes fitness people are super boring <laughs> because they are just. This is what I eat. It's miserable. Suck it up. You yeah. know. And I. My guess, my message to the world is this can be fun. Yeah. Fitness can be fun. Prepping can be a good time. You don't have to have a miserable prep. You don't have to have the, to look at it in that negative light. Like it's such a task. Um, so that's like one message I want to get out here is like, hey, no matter what level you're at, this can be fun. You don't yeah. have to dread it. You can get in the best shape of your life and learn a lot along the way. Now, as far as you, I'm very much like, I don't, I'm very, mm, how do I say this? I'm not saying I only live in the moment, but at the same time, I don't think so far ahead to where I have my life planned out like that. Yeah. All I know is I'm going to be doing something within the realm of fitness forever. I know yeah. that. Now, as far as what do I do after I'm a competitor, I'm not sure. I'll be working for Adam and tell you that. But like <laughs> I... I'm going to do something within <laughs> that realm. Um, but as, cause I, I always get that question too, is like people kind of want like a precise answer out of me. And so what are you going to do when you're done competing? Like, what are you going to do? I didn't and it's know like, that, you know, fair. it's like, like, does anybody know what they're going to do? No. In, like, in five that, years, I know people have like five year plans. I yeah. don't because like, I don't I, think that far ahead. No, I didn't think I'd be moving to Dubai out of the blue exactly. in, in a pandemic. You and never did know. we even think the pandemic would happen ever? No. Exactly. So like yeah. nothing is like, actually we could set even stream together uh, years of shows with you with yeah. that whole thing we got it you know real quick i want to go into phoebe's like journey of like the olympia the literally the hardest journey no i hate because well, you always say that and i'm well, like well there's I only don't... two girls i know who won pro shows who didn't qualify for the olympia you and yeah. masa yeah there's the only two girls i know that actually won a show and at the same year they won a show, it didn't qualify. So you guys know how the Olympic qualification works. It's win and you're in. That's how it goes. But for one year, it wasn't win two, and you're well, in. it was two years. Because no, it was 2018 and 2019, I think. And then they changed it in 2019. So she was she won a show. She got she did really good in the show. She kept getting points and points. And it was this, like, massive points race. It was, like, 10 girls, was it? 10 yeah. That it was would have like, been, like, Issa was at the top and Jen. It was crazy. Was at the top. Top, I think, as that well. That year was so crazy. Everyone was competing like crazy. And then they were like, okay, girls are competing too much. It's probably not the best thing to have all these girls yeah. competing so much. I mean, girls so are much. still competing very long now because there's so many It changed about. the game, though, for sure. And then the next year was, was the next year the COVID year? Or was it the next year? Yeah, no, it was 2019 was when they changed it. And then the next year after that was COVID year. Yeah. So there was like no shows to no shows to compete in and where she was from. And she couldn't get into the U.S., and then yeah. there was a show that there's like, okay, we'll allow top three. Whoever gets the top three that here. That was my idea because I messaged AM saying, <laughs> hey, there's no shows in Europe like at all. Like this is the only time we can qualify. Why don't you do top three? Because there's no other shows we can do. He was like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And then she gets fourth. <laughs> we're being Ashley. We're watching at the airport. We're like, we're uh, like, oh, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. And they're like, fourth. They're like, do you? Well, there comes next year. And then like so many like. Things Almost. that could have, like, yeah, yeah there was a... But like, it makes, uh, for me, yeah. honestly, like, I was looking back at my journey the other day, because, like, I, I do that sometimes, and it was just, like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I know that sounds really, like, I don't know, but I feel like generally now I'm actually bringing my best ever package and yeah. my, like... I feel like that all those other times, you know, were meant to kind of build up. I don't believe in all those kind of like things or whatever, but it, it was kind of meant to be. Like this yeah. was supposed to be me competing now. I wasn't supposed to compete at the Olympia back then. Um, I don't know. I feel like very strongly about. Yeah, I'm kind journey. of I'm kind of that same way too with with it. You know, I feel the same way with 
there's some girls that'll get there just by doing a lot of shows and accumulating points and stuff. And I'm like, look, if you couldn't win any of these shows throughout the year, like, what do you, how do you, what, how do you expect to do against the girls that have been beating you all year? Yeah, yeah. for so, me anyway, that's for me. Oh, like, that's not but, taking any disrespect or anything to anyone that goes no, for points because it, but, I think that's it was a tough. Now time. you're, you know, when you're winning shows and now you're ready to be competitive at the Olympia, you know, even if you were to com- even if you were to compete the last four years of the Olympia, this year would still be your best year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I think that that's, you know, that's, some people have their, their, you know, they just want to get there no matter what. I think that's great too. I think that's, it's great because it's motivating for everyone to see that. But um, in, if we're talking about being competitive, like this is the best way, you know, because yeah. Yeah, you're going to, we know for sure, you know, you've won shows against tough people and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be talked about at least. We'll see what happens, you know, but we'll we're, you'll, you're, you're there. It's not like, oh, you couldn't beat anyone all year. So we know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm yeah, excited. so I'm, I'm excited for it. So. But yeah, that was a that was quite the journey. 2020 really threw things for a wrench, huh? Yeah. 2020 just in pandemic in general was just absolutely crazy. But yeah. no, going back to what you were saying, I, I don't think you need to have, I personally don't think you need to have like a five, 10 year plan. Yeah. Depend in fitness anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong, someone that's in like, I don't know, in like the business world, corporate world, maybe they have like set goals. Like I have friends that are like, law- like not lawyers, sorry, but like in the business realm and they have like, you know, mortgages that need to do. So they have like, like stuff that they need to like figure out or job wise mm. and all that sort of thing. So those types of things, they have goals and like they, they're thinking about kids and stuff like that. I don't think about stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think like from the outside looking in, people see us and they're just, you know, just like you said, Oh, I want to be more than just an athlete. They see us as just a body. So yes. they think that's our only like talent, yes. you know, like that's the only thing we're capable of doing. Our body makes you us know? money. Nah. You know? <laughs> that's the only thing. Like we don't have a brain or anything. We don't have any other good qualities. Nope. We're just, we're just a physique. And that's not the case. I mean, I promise you what, even if I didn't do fitness after my competition career ended, I promise you I'd be good at it. You know why? Because I'm a hard freaking worker. Yeah. I am I am reliable. I'm always on time. Like, I'm confident in, like, even if I didn't want to go the fitness route, which that's not going to be a thing. But, like, <laughs> even if I wanted to do something totally different than fitness, I would I would be really good at it. Yeah, I, because you you're, know what I mean? you're hard, like, using yeah. your hard yeah. work. I'm a hard worker. I'm confident in myself in that. Like, and, you know, uh, maybe even if the skill isn't something that I possess right now, it doesn't mean that I can't acquire it after, you know, some dedication. Yeah. So that I am confident with. And I think fitness actually, you know, taught me these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, taught 100%. me how to work hard, you know? So it's, it all kind of, you know, whatever it is I do after, I'm sure it'll be just fine. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck or anything like that. It's not like I'm just going to be on the streets when I'm done competing. That <laughs> won't be the case. Yeah, I promise. Say, Don't worry. Top performers in one area are going to be top performers in other areas. Yeah. You know? so yeah. What's funny is, um, you know, Ashley jokes and stuff, but she's super, she's actually really, really good and dependable. And um, I've talked to sponsors like behind the scenes, you know, I'm always talking to like, companies or owners or whatever sponsors and they'll say what do you think we're going to bring on this girl or whatever I'm like what do you think and i'm say well is if ashley's your baseline at 10 she's like an eight <laughs> in terms of like account you know like accountability yeah. like i'll be like you know if ashley's your baseline at 10 she's like a five just don't book any posing workshops based only on her that's funny i'll like i'll create these things i'm like with ashley yeah book a posing seminar like based only on ashley it's fine she'll show up there's no problem but I'm like there's other athletes like you better book you better book two of them just in case because they're like well who who can we bring on that's like a that's like a 10 and i'm like it's gonna be very few (laughs) it's gonna be very few yeah no it's ashley's very um and you help with like the podcast and things behind the scenes and with clients and with with our programs and stuff like that and phoebe too they were both very good business-minded 
um, people, which is very rare in doing both. You know, yeah, that's what that's, that's what the, whole the biggest posing business in the world right now, right? Whoa, I think so, I mean, I think so right? The posing like, portal, cool. right? Posing yeah. portal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the that. biggest. I mean, it's a good, there's, it's there's a big, we've definitely got a big platform. I think we're definitely wanting to build it a lot more, but I'd, I'd say we've definitely reached out to the US a lot more since I've been here, which is yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Pause. We didn't say the name of it. People are going to comment it in the, in the comment section below. So just go ahead and say it. Theposingportal.com. There. Because the you didn't even say it. Really? You're saying, yeah, I have the biggest business, but you didn't say oh, it. Yeah. I was like, what? what people are going to ask in the comment section. Yeah. There's probably, you know, some people that are just as known as a posing coach, I would say. There's probably like four big names that are like, when you think about posing, you think yeah. of like these names, but your name is definitely there. And then, um, but as far as like people that you're actually helping and get on stage and stuff, I think you have, just because your, your model and how yeah. it works, you're kind of creating and changing, which is really cool. To be part yeah. of that. It's funny when you're like changing the game and inventing things. It's a, I know the position you're in because I did it for years. We had like the first uh, team check-in app and then the first team check-in website and then all these different things that we did. And then video responses were first. All these things. And then people start like copying it. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because you're like, that's my idea. Yep. But then there's like... And everyone's like, oh, what do they say? They say copying is like a form of flattery. I'm like, no, it's stealing it's and not. a lack of creativity. Still, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an stealing. absolute lack of creativity is what it is. And I'm a creator of it. So, but it's funny as it keeps you on your toes because then you have to like keep thinking, what's the next idea? Yeah. What's the next idea? It's so funny. So I know, I know that it, <laughs> that you go through that. Yeah, it sucks, but it I is what like it is. That, but bodybuilding <laughs> teaches you that because you always think like, oh, when's the next show? What's the next thing that's kind of coming up? And I think that's definitely accumulated in just my life and just business. I don't know if that's the same with you, but it everything's always like, okay, cool. Ne what's next? Because like we're so much like athletes like perform and present you know what I mean like we'll go to the judging table be like okay cool what do we need to work on sweet I'll work on that what's next do you know what I mean so I, I'm always like okay cool this is what I want to do business wise what can I do to make it better cool I've you know made that live what's next so I, I feel like bodybuilding in so many ways has taught us like taught us different just ways of living yeah. in a different in, in, mm -hmm. out of society though like not like like you said living from paycheck to paycheck and yes. just literally being like nine to five and being like oh I hate this or whatever um so yeah it's yeah. definitely taught us a lot definitely yeah. um so i think it would be nice to actually we kind of veered off a little bit off i was, was, like, like, actually kind I was of, like thinking about that so like, like, yeah. uh, let's talk <laughs> let's circle it back this is like basically <laughs> us at lunch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so although we did kind of uh uh kind of vaguely hit on some some of the points let's kind of uh talk a little more specifically on exactly what our diet looks like right now and our cardio and our training like you know so i'm sure we have different cardio styles for example yes. um between phoebe and i you know why she actually and, likes to run yeah uh, i was gonna say <laughs> i didn't see any, like i didn't work. see phoebe run the 10ks last weekend so <laughs> i think we have a little bit of different cardio yeah. <laughs> approach okay so for me since i you know i can compete a lot throughout the year I can get very bored with cardio so you'll rarely find me on an actual treadmill and rarely find me on an actual step mill ah, step mill I'll get like once maybe twice a week sometimes but I prefer orange theory uh fitness classes to burn calories to be fair I do at the beginning of my prep when I have more energy I mm. do like to do classes oh, so do I you? do yeah so when I was back in Dubai I did like to do 
some like the the like boxer sizing classes oh, okay. and stuff like that to get my heart rate up and like yeah. for it to be more fun because I yeah. do feel like it's bore it is oh boring. yeah and in the summertime too I I'm I like to do some outdoor stuff like walking and they even have like a hill that's by me a little mountain thing that I can you know do a little workout on but um so currently like right now I'm still doing like 10k races on the weekends uh one time per week <laughs> you know they get you know they're much more fun than staring at a wall doing guys, cardio on a treadmill guys I'm, Ashley is secretly a killer at these things and she wins oh. like how many times have you won this month it, it's you know I <laughs> I wouldn't say don't downplay it like I would enough. never no, she no. wins she wins like most of them well I would say most of them depends it depends on the size and if we're talking about my age group or the whole overall thing it it's not that as the big female, of a deal as a female category you win more than that well, she wins like it's crazy yeah no she wins she doesn't talk about it not, it's she not, wins them it, <laughs> well first off i'm not a distance runner first off so i never want to brag that i'm a distance runner because i'm not even when i was in running in college in high school never it wasn't distance it was around the hurdles 400 meter hurdles that's my event so i'm, I'm more of a sprinter <laughs> if anything uh but so I do them just to keep in shape, but you know, it's, I'm not going to sit there and like brag about it all the time because sometimes they're just small, low key races for charity. It's not a big deal. Um, but I don't win them all, you know, and it's a 10 K too. So <laughs> I don't, I don't win them all. That's fine. <laughs> I'd be bragging so hard. Know, if I'm it was like a five step race, I, I would win. No. <laughs> I'd be like yeah. on my Instagram with a trophy. And I think too, me coming from like a track background anyway, I know what actual good times are from like college and stuff. Not, not for me running it, but for me, they're my teammates. So yeah. I know they're not that impressive if you're looking at it on that scale. So it's just something I do for fun. I don't train as a distance runner. Don't worry. I'm not putting in miles every day. Like I but said, that's I cool that you still in like incorporated what you used to do as kind like, of what I used to do. Well, kind <laughs> there of there's no hurdles there, but, it, but well, yeah, but I think that's kind of, that is cool though. Cause yeah. it's, it, that's the background you've kind of come from and you're yeah. like, well, I want to keep it interesting and I don't want to do the regular cardio of like stair mill. Yes. Kind of thing. So I want to, yeah. And, and another thing is too, it's, it's accountability. So if I sign up for it, I'm going to do it because yeah, I, I'm, I don't flake out. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. So if I sign up I for can it, verify it, I'm going to do it. hundred percent. Exactly. Even when it's a dumb, yeah. but I still do it. <laughs> Even when she's like in it and I'm like, like, it's funny because now I know her. So when she commits to these things really far in advance, I'm like, you better, are you sure? Like, cause I know you're, you're going to, you're going to do it. It doesn't matter if it's five shows in a row and five weekends. Like, I'm like are you sure? <laughs> like, because there's no way she's going to jump out of it. Yeah, Zero I chance. Say, this is the life I chose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Live yeah. On the edge. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I've just been kind of in, increasing the cardio just these last few weeks. Cause like I mentioned, I was for a while, for a few weeks, they're not doing any. Uh, but as far as your cardio, Phoebe, what do you, what are you doing for cardio these days? And, um, and how's it, has it progressed from the start of your prep to now? So it has progressed. So like, I, I obviously I always like to say it at the beginning is like, I have, I mean, a lot of people now have desk jobs or like they don't move a lot um, anyway. So I, we don't typically do steps or anything like that. Yeah. I know a lot of people will have cardio based, um, just cardio based movement. Yeah. Um, and then also steps that they'll ha get that they have to hit separately. So, um, to which preface is, sorry to cut you off. To preface is, Phoebe used to get in the UK a ton of steps. Oh, yeah. And that threw things a little bit off because she used to get like, remember you were doing your posing weekends? It'd be like 28,000 steps yeah. a day. Yeah. Like it was a, a day. lot. It was crazy. There'd be like 100,000 step weekends. It's yeah. crazy. And then I'd be yeah. like, by the way, Adam, I've dropped two kilos. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. We'll drop so her settings were kind of high going into it. So anyway, yeah. I'll start you there. Go. No, that's all right. So, and then, so 
that was like in 2019, 2019, 20, a bit of 2020. Obviously, then when the pandemic happened, then I obviously switched everything online. Um, but like from like 21 to 22, perhaps, um, 2020, yeah, 2021 to 2022, perhaps, we, um, cardio kind of started as a baseline, like 30 minutes at least, um, and just kind of either kept it that off season kind of four or five times a week, or sometimes I won't do like much at all. Um, but then usually at the prep, it will kind of start at the 30, 40 mark, I would say, already kind of getting that in um, five, six days a week. Um, and then we increase from there as my body kind of changes. It's gotten, at the moment, 110, uh, no, 110 minutes? Yeah. 110 minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 110 minutes. So, um, which is high. Yeah, that's really high, yeah. Which is high, um, but considering one, I don't move a lot um, and I don't do any steps. So a lot of people like will also do that amount of cardio and steps on top of it, like tracking steps, like tra tracking 15,000 steps, yeah. which we don't do. Um, I do it all on the treadmill though, which is crazy because I actually only found out this year or like when you told me that, because I always do cross trainer and my legs would always inflame and I feel like that was a lot on my quads on a lot of the front of my legs would be very fatigued a lot of yeah. the time. Whereas my fatigue this time round, since we've swapped to treadmill, I don't know if that's obviously been the reason, but we swapped to treadmill. Um, it's hard. I didn't realize it's a harder, is it harder machine? Um, you burn more cows because you're less stable environment. Which yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you, I didn't know, I didn't know that in terms of like running and uh, like being on a treadmill and stuff. So, um, but I've always thought that cross trainer was quote unquote harder than a treadmill. So I've always done that. So we switched to treadmill and I feel like it's been easier, but it hasn't. If that yeah. makes sense, it's weird. It's weird. So, but yeah, uh, my cardio kind of can go up to right now, like I said, 110. Um, and I split that up into two, sometimes into three. If I do like a warm up, I'll do 20 minutes before a workout and then after a workout and then in the evening or the morning or whenever. Mm -hmm. um, and I typically don't mind it because I use cardio as like my time to just get away from work and time to, I use it to watch my like Netflix or YouTube or just something that's just mind numbing where I can just be out of because I've been like working a lot so I just want to kind of have my, me time if that makes sense mm -hmm. um, and, and I know not a lot of people always look at it like that but yeah I do yeah and we can go into the different theories of that too for both of them is a little different so Phoebe had to come down this year this year she needed to come down on her legs a little bit more yeah they were and we're looking at her like okay your your um your balance is good if we can get your legs down just a hair you're, you're just a little bit heavier on the bottom like bottom heavy with the mm -hmm. in terms of like the muscle and everything so doing more cardio and kind of walking off some of those legs and getting that body yeah. fat to come down a little bit. And she does hold, um, you know, more body fat in her glutes too. Yeah. And so that's another thing that we're, we're worried about. So like, okay, we need to lose a tiny bit of just tone down the muscle a little bit in the legs and then also bring down the body fat in the legs. So we're going to go a little bit more cardio intensive. Now that would be totally different with Ashley. And again, what you have here is you have a um, contrast in frequent or volume versus intensity, right? So you have intensity running 10k 5k at a at a faster pace you have walking at a slower pace um and you have of course you're going to have higher volume with um lower intensity you know you wouldn't be able to sustain that full running speed for you know 110 minutes a day so it's a difference it's always always going to be that weighing out volume versus intensity and in these scenarios these two work out the best so um that's for for this particular scenario of these two two different physiques 
it works out really, really good. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So how about, let's talk about, uh, some training splits. Okay. So generally speaking, and this could change, you know, as I get closer to show and whatever, usually my training splits look something like this. I'll have one glute focus day, one lower body day. That's more leggy than glute, I guess you could say. So, those two are the lower body days. And then I have two shoulder days because that's the area I'm lacking like the most. And then an arm day and a back day. So that's typically what my training splits look like. Um, I try to get the stim machine like at least once a week with Sam. Sam trains me like a few times a week and then Adam trains me once a week. Um, but, you know, I think for me personally, like that is, believe it or not, that's like my weak spot is training because I need to have a babysitter basically <laughs> i need to have a babysitter um it's funny because i'm much better at diet than training if that makes sense i mean not that i don't push myself of course i push myself yeah. but somebody needs to push me uh, whereas diet's like you know it's easy breezy but yeah. to me it's like if i'm not sometimes i can you know take those really long rest periods because i'm zoning out maybe i'm just like meh Eh, just going through the motions. So for me, that's like my weak spot. Um, not to say that I don't work hard when I train. Of course I do. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Adam and Sam. But <laughs> that's like, you know, I noticed that about myself. I'm that's like, I've, I've always had somebody train me or coach me. Yeah. Keeping eyes on me. So I think I've kind of been spoiled throughout my whole life. You yeah. know, in gymnastics, of course, in track, everyone's telling me what to do, watching me do it, doing it along with me. So to do it on my own is a little hard, even though it's weird because I can do cardio on my own, no problem. But like when it comes to training, I can zone out. To be out. fair, I've had like the last like year, two, yeah, two years or so, I've had a tra like training partners and stuff yeah. like that. Like in 2021, when I obviously were, we were competing for the Arnold's UK, I had a, a training partner throughout the whole of that really. Um, and then obviously I was training, but I do like training by myself, like yeah. sometimes like to really like zone in and kind of like do my own uh, thing see, I, yeah I, I don't that. I yeah, don't I like being I told what to that. do <laughs> I love that I mean I, I like I like that as well like we obviously train like uh once a week now at the moment and I I do like that because it I, for some reason it always falls on a day where I am tired yeah. <laughs> so I'm like thank god Adam's training because I need someone to push me today um but I do like to just have my headphones on just listen to my my playlist, my music, take not take my time, but like just do my workout my way and just like smash it and just ah, be in my own zone. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, I, that, that's what I really enjoy. And in terms I of- I think splits, a lot of people are like that. Yeah, I, I like to just, cause I feel like it's like my, my time, like me time, do you know what I mean? Like it's not like an in and out type scenario. I wanna like be there and like just do my thing um, in a way. So, but in terms of splits, we kind of have the same um, split as well. Like I'll do, um, I'll do glutes and then a leg day where it's like not for me like quads but like hamstrings. Right. Like yeah, a quad, not. I don't. I don't train much quads. No. I don't think it's really necessary in bikini. I think it can hinder your physique actually a lot of times. Is, I mean, it, if I get it quads just, it in depends. it, it's okay. Like I'll do it every once in a while, but it's not something I'm focused on. No, just. yeah, no, I, and it's more of a, an overall leg yeah. versus than an isolation. Mm. So glutes, uh, kind of legs, hamstrings, um, and whatnot. Um, a shoulder day, a back day. Um, and then, yeah, two, sh two shoulder days actually, um, a back day. And then I will, if I feel like I can, which to be fair, recently I have been training six days a week. Um, but sometimes I train five days a week if I am really tired to, to take that recovery off and just do cardio mm -hmm. that day. Um, so I train between five to six days a week, but I have a lot of muscle mass 
anyway. So I don't yeah, feel like Yeah, you're more blessed in that area. I don't feel We're like struggling over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, but I feel, I definitely feel like it's because of the environment that I came out of. Like when I first started training, it was like, I want to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> like as in like a, a male bodybuilder. I want to be, I want to train how they do. Um, and the environment I feel like in the UK wasn't as, what's the word? It wasn't, it's not, it wasn't as experienced yeah. and, We've spoken they're about just, this before. Yeah, they're just a little bit. I would say the learning curve is just a little bit behind over there in terms yeah. of like full bikini preps. Most of the yeah. bikini girls, most of the bikini girls I've been in contact with, and a lot of them still are, to be fair, um, just training like almost powerlifter bodybuilders. A yeah. lot of compound. Heavy and don't get me wrong, that built my muscle. Yeah, it's a good way to build. It was starting. great, but once you have it, you then have to adapt. Yeah, and that's what I think. Where I love, like, if I could and I obviously don't anymore, but I would train so hard and so heavy. Like I love training, like, like to progressively <laughs> overload. I love it. I love it. But I obviously know that's not required for my criteria and I don't want to go up a category. So I know I have to kind of downplay it a little bit in off season. Don't get me wrong. I'll have maybe one or two days where I will be like, okay, cool. Let's do heavy glutes. Cause like it's not one, one day a week. And maybe if I have like that, I won't grow hugely, um, it will maintain my muscle, but I just have to be careful with what I do go yeah. heavy on, if that makes sense. Yeah, with bikini, like advanced bikini training, it's more of a sculpting thing bikini than it building, is. Yes, bikini building. It. <laughs> you literally told me that in 2019, and that is stuck in my head ever since. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. I'm bikini building. I'm not I bodybuilding. I like to refer to it in stages. So you have bodybuilding, which is your very first stage. You just got in the gym, and you're trying to build a base. That's the bodybuilding yeah. part of it, right? Everything's built. You're doing everything. Some girls will even do chest because they're not really even considering doing a do bikini chess. competition yeah it's like, and in bikini it's like pointless right yeah. but they weren't they're not really considering doing a bikini competition at that point they're just building a base and then they build that base and like okay now i decide i want to do a competition so now you need to do the bikini building now you need to build the parts for the bikini and then you need to do once you get your base of your bikini built base which you both are at now it's bikini sculpting and now you're sculpting the physique to be that perfect criteria of balance of making the pop in the right areas the glutes the hamstrings the shoulders um, looking at your posing, like when you pose, okay, does she have enough V taper on her lat? Is it too much? Is it too little? And then you, and then it's like, okay, exercise selection. How can I get the waistline to be smaller? And then, so that's the bikini sculpting stage, right? So yeah. you're picking the right exercises, the right loads, the right everything. And it's like, you're putting this, like, it's just this long project, this long art project, you know, that's why I like bikinis the most. I love bikini because it, it, it forces you to be, it forces you to be an artist, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, it forces you to like look at someone okay how are they going to do best and of course you get the help of the judges to help guide you but um it at, as you go farther and farther you're like okay how can that girl look better? how can this girl win knowing she has less muscle than that girl yeah. how could this girl win knowing she's going to be probably too dense when she's on stage and too conditioned versus this girl right so it's yeah. like how do you sculpt that physique and it's really cool and that's the that's the hardest that's the hardest part i would say yeah. that's the hardest part that bikini sculpting stage so because um, it can get boring yeah and i know i've spoken to a lot of people that they are at the capacity of their muscle level you know and they're like i don't want to go up a category i don't want to downgrade either well they can't downgrade from bikini anyway but they don't want to go up a category but they want to can continue you know muscle building or something like that but like they just can't bring that look that's not what the criteria is yeah. and it, it becomes very difficult because you're like okay cool where do i sign and that's i think that's more so the pros well from i've spoken yeah, to i've sure. spoken to a lot of pros that are you know at that phase where they are muscle building they, they've they've reached the capacity pretty much mm -hmm. um and i think if i was to carry on if i was with a different coach and i wasn't with adam i probably would have wouldn't have 
you know, got my success I have now because I would have had that same mindset because we were fighting for yeah. a while on that because I was like, no, I, I need to maintain my muscle. You're like, you have your muscle. You don't need to build anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's funny as, um, it's, well, it's not funny. It's a, there's a sad part of when a girl reaches that stage, yeah. especially the girls who like to lift. There's some girls who, me personally, as a bodybuilder, like when I was bodybuilding, if someone were to tell me, Hey, you could work out less now. You're there. I'd be like, dope, no. dude, this is great. Oh, no, I, no. Dude, if, I had to, if you told me I could work out three days a week hard versus six days a week hard, and but I would give more to those three days because I'd yeah. be more excited. But, you know, it was years and years of doing it. I'd be like, okay, but it, probably only for a short period. Probably after a while, I'd be like, okay, kind of miss it, at least four days, five days. Yeah. You know? But I will have that with bikini girls um, where they reach that level. And it's really kind of a tough day for a lot of these girls because usually the girls who reach that level like working out because they, yeah. you know. That, well, that's why I yeah. started competing because I liked the challenge that it brought to like to me and my physique and everything like that. So uh, training wise, I really, I enjoy that style. I really enjoy that style. That's why I started doing boxer, uh, boxer, uh, boxer sizing classes and stuff as well to mix it up, to do something a little bit different, to challenge me more um, at the beginning when I had the energy and stuff. But I, it's tough because when it re when you reach that level, like when we train and stuff, I'm like, I'm so weak. And he's like, it's not actually that weak. And I'm like, this is weak for me. <laughs> like, this is weak for me anyway. And I, I take pride in being able to kind of like be a little bit more like stronger. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I've had a couple girls um, that were at pros and they got a little too muscular. And then I was like, yeah, we're going to pull back your workouts and uh, basically not work out much at all anymore. Like you're pretty it much sucks. just going to do cardio and just do like a shoulder pump once a and week. And it or sucks. Whatever. And they're like, I'm not even, like, one girl was like, okay, like, excited for, like, the first two weeks. And then she came back in, and she was like, you know what? If this is what it takes, I just don't even want to do bikini anymore. I'm just going to, she's like, if I have to go up to figure, I'll just go up to figure. I want to lift. And then she, like, left. She was, like, mad at me when she told me. And I was like, it's not my fault. I'm just doing what you want me to yeah. do here. You know? And then she, like, left the office and went and it worked out. It was at an armrest at the armrest office. And uh, she went and lifted, like, a boss. She's like, that felt so good. I don't care where I end up. <laughs> Like, I don't right. care where I anymore. <laughs> Again, that kind of circles back around to kind of doing what, well, makes you at some extent making making the process enjoyable for you, yeah. you know? And it that does suck when it comes to the point and that might be, you know, your way to exit the, the competing world or, you know, choose a different path or whatever. But you always have to do what is best for you at the end of the day. Sometimes, don't get me wrong, you have to sacrifice stuff as well. Um, like, you, you can't, there's no way around that at all. But, um if it's really to the point where you just don't enjoy it anymore, like, again, you have to look at your why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so I think uh, we should also go into a little deeper about our diets. I yes. know Adam kind of touched base a little bit on um, the carb loads you do. And I know Adam mentioned that I was previously at 1,700 calories. Now I'm at 14-ish. Um, so, Adam, why don't you go ahead and tell us the differences now between uh, Phoebe's, uh, calories and I, or yeah. besides the, the carb load day. So yeah, the carb load day has been varying from Phoebe from 150 has been on like our lowest carb load day. Yeah, right. That was last, uh, last week. And last then it's Friday. Been yeah, average, last I would say been averaging about 200 on the carb reload days. So yeah, well, last one, the, the first one you gave me was 250. Yeah. So that's a thousand extra calories from yeah. carbs, which is pretty, pretty for a bikini competitor. That's well, really, for a bikini competitor doing the Olympia this close, and, is, is and a that lot. was about yeah. nine. That was at nine weeks yeah. out. So at that phase, you would have thought, okay, this is a point where we still need to keep dieting. Yeah. Which, to be fair, we were seeing a good result of having these carb loads because my weight was kind of dropping out of nowhere, which is was kind of unheard of. It yeah, was like it was we were dropping a kilo and a half randomly, and we're like, oh, but like energy wasn't 
it was it, well it was taking away from my energy so we we're like okay cool let's have more carbs for this day and that would kind of keep me you know on tack for like five or six days or so and then we'd revis and see like okay cool how's energy been how's training been now and my weight was still dropping so we were yeah. like okay let's let's keep that going in yeah. a way because it was it was working because it's been working so well we've kept it consistent in the diet the only thing that's fluctuated has been how many extra carbs and what really different carbs like we've been experimenting yeah. so we had a burger and fries which i literally fought him on i was like i'm not having that <laughs> my mindset was like i don't want that i don't want and that was more fries, so for like weird. a mindset thing like give her a break like she's le- she's good she's earned it like her but her i didn't break. want I, was, I, I don't know if, if i thought you were going to be so but oh, right that would yeah. happen i would no. say you know what adam never mind <laughs> i should just not compete at the she actually would say that she got mad when i gave her gatorade oh he told me about that he, he went. <laughs> she was like, "Let's just not even. Let's just not even see." If this is what I got to do, she came the next day. She's like, "I'm sorry, I was a crank. <laughs> I was cranky." Well, you know, it's not. Think- it's kind of like it, maybe if I wanted to have it on my own time in the off season or whatever. I just, you I know, had, when you're just so focused, I would be the exact same. I don't yeah. want. Yeah, I don't want to be forced. I don't want to be forced carbs, forced food if I'm not hungry or if I don't want it like that. So like, (laughs) it's just, yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing. I'm always open to refeeds, but when he said burger and fries, I was just like, I don't know why I was like, no, I don't yeah. want to do that. It's like you're so in the zone. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I get a little scared sometimes. I'm like, if I'm so in the zone and I'm like, can I just, you know, if I'm looking too lean, can I just have something more like safe? Because yeah. to me, like the foods I'm familiar with, when I get so close to a show, I like to play it safe. Now the burger and fries thing, okay, whatever. When I'm like two months out from a show, that makes sense. But it's yeah, scary we sometimes. Cl- we wouldn't do it close to it. We were out, like that was like at nine weeks out. Yeah. That was very far away. I, but see- I was still like, I still had to get lean. So I was like, is this going to stop everything? Yeah. Like, well, I thought about it. It's not, I but. thought about it and I was like, okay, do I really want to give her, I wanted to see how you would load with like the fats and stuff yeah. too. I was like, do I really want to give her coconut oil for her fats when we have like this rare opportunity to just see what this is like? You're, or do I want to give her like a mindset yeah. break? And so it was like more of like, okay, let's give her a mindset break. Let's see what it looks like when she gets some sodium in. No gluten. We did a gluten-free bun on it. Yeah. And we calculated the calories of it. We did all the calorie it was calculation. Like 1,400 yeah, I want to say it was close to 1,500, yeah. and it was like 57 fats or something like yeah. that. And so I was like, okay, let's just, do I really want to give her rice cakes and, and coconut oil? like this? If we were to have a carb load like that from clean foods, which I understand the analogy of it, if we were to have a carb load like that with clean foods, my stomach, my digestion probably wouldn't be yeah, It's more volume. Great. It's so yeah. much volume. So I do, I understand that. But it was just that in the moment, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I it was just more of a, more of a, hey, we're, we can get away with it right now. I wouldn't try it close to a show. No. But we can get away with it right now. It'll give you a good mindset break. But at that point, your mindset was already so like in the zone. And then it was I like, texted you and I was like, okay, I've just I thought, cardio. I will have that burger. I thought fine. you were going to be like, so I just thought I was going to get like all excited emojis yeah. or something. I was like, <laughs> I was no, like, I don't want to. I was, was like, like, oh, and Phoebe's in the zone. <laughs> like, so it's been, so it's been fluctuating her carb reloads and um, we've been kind of watching it because here, here's a scenario, something for you guys to take into consideration too. I like doing, so for people who are dieting down a little harder, I like to do the carb loads a little earlier throughout prep. I'll do them, you know, if I can get away with doing them the last month, every, you know, let's say, Every week, the last month, whatever. I would like to get away with that if we can, if you've been dieting really, really hard. Because what, I, what I've found is that when someone loads carbs really hard, like the last two days before the show, and they haven't had any carbs for like, let's say, 14 weeks, and um, they are usually puffy for a longer period of time. But if I get that your body used to getting those carbs in you earlier, and like maybe we're doing it every 10 days or every week, 
like the odds of you getting really, really puffy when you get your next yeah. carb load, it just seems like the body's less sensitive to it. I've just learned that in my experience. So I try to do these things earlier. And if I could do some, some weird things earlier on to avoid that, that last day puffiness before your show, yeah. like I have girls doing nationals. I had a lot of them do the girls who could afford it. I had them do like a carb load, um, like a bigger carb load the week prior last week. And then on Friday, and then they're going to check in on Tuesday to like their official peak week start. So I'm like, okay, they're already kind of loaded because we've had some load carbs. And now yeah. I know when I load them, I don't need to load them as hard. So I don't need to have as much of a, a guessing game. And then also um, they're not going to react as bad. Right. Yeah. And then they're not gonna have as much volume in their stomach the day before the show too. So their, their waistline is going to probably be smaller because now they have a little bit of preloaded carbs and they will, they won't need as many carbs to load. So they're going to have less volume of food. So it's like all these little things, if you can get away with it, makes sense. So anyway, yeah. With her diet in particular, um, what's been happening is we'll have those carb loads. She looks good the next day. And then the next, and we look at the pictures for like two days and we'll yeah. kind of see, okay, how is she looking better the next day or the next day after that? Um, and then what happens is she's having these weird weight losses. Like there's been times where there's like two kilos lost after. And we're like, well, I, do, I don't know if you got my message today, but I have dropped a kilo. <laughs> Did you again? I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah. So it's like, and then we're talking kilos. We have a on fr Friday. It's Monday today. So, so that's 2.2 pounds. So like it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And if you look at, if you give Ashley that type of scenario, well, we don't give her that big of reloads, but she doesn't have those huge fluctuations when she has that, you know, hers are for some reason, yours are really pretty dramatic. Your fluctuations. But I also yeah. am taller. Yeah. I remember that. I, I'm taller. Like I feel, I don't know why, not much taller though, but like. I'm, well, let's, we're talking about how tall you are and you know, you're, we're going to get asked this in the comment know, section. Yeah. How <laughs> tall are you in American I, metrics? <laughs> I'm five foot. Eight and a half. Okay, and I'm foot five foot five inches. Okay, okay. So five foot five point five. You know, I'm almost that five foot six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I feel like sometimes that does make a difference. Yeah. Like that. Well, it does make a difference. Yeah, percentage percentage wise, I like to look at things as percentage for per person. Yeah. You know, um, but I, percentage wise, I, you lose a you do lose a lot because some weeks are too. What was the biggest? So we had like a really weird one one time this prep. Well, I like when I fly. Which is, I said this to you because we went to Pittsburgh together recently. I When I fly, I drop a lot. Um, and I don't know why, but I, I always drop. So when I came to America, like came here like however many months ago, I dropped like two kilos um, out of the blue and then it just stays like that. It just stays low. And I don't know why that is if it's like, but I'm, I don't know if it's because my body's like rested or done something. I have no clue why really. Um but yeah, and then you said that you on flights you don't like. Would you on flights you? I don't, you don't usually. Uh, sometimes I'll retain water. Sometimes like, but lately no. When I got That's off the good. plane from the UK, I was really small. But I don't know if it was just a water thing. No, but you also traveled for twenty uh, twenty four hours. That was a long. It was trip. long, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. You know, I think it uh, it all depends kind of what I eat and if it's something super salty I have before or whatnot. But yeah. I don't usually have that much problems these days with flying. Well, that's so right that's good. You know. yeah. But no, I think um, it's interesting to see the difference of how these two preps in terms of like the diet wise have been. Like, what what would you say your because you're consistent throughout the whole time? Yeah, right? I'm like, um, from what I'm kind of gathering from your diet versus mine, mine's more. Linear. linear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yours is more up, down, up, down, yeah. like with your, your fluctuating carbs and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my diet is actually 
a lot easier than like the training portion. I always say yeah. like the diet is never really a problem for me. Um, I don't get hungry that much. I'm hungry when I first wake up, uh, but I don't have that many cravings. Like when I first prepped years and years ago, like my first preps as an amateur, I was so food obsessed and all I could think about was food and I had cravings really bad, but my body is kind of like adapted to it. And I've also found good ways to like cook food and flavor it. I also think yeah. as time goes on, you do start to yeah. take that You're, mindset out of it. Yeah. And I think too, it has something to do with your palate, like resetting on your, mm. your taste buds. I swear you can train your taste buds. I'm not kidding. And I think that's another reason too, why I'd be afraid to have like a burger and fries, having normal like food. Well, that I, I did think had. I was like, cause I have, cause then you hungry. want more. Yeah. I haven't been hungry or anything like that. So when we started to do the refeeds, I was like, uh -huh. I really hope they don't make me more hungry. Yeah. 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 Cause they like, happened to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you like, for example, then you have like a real cook and you're like, Oh, that's what real sugar tastes like. Yeah. yeah. And then it's hard to get off of that. So part of me, I think is afraid to like experiment with that kind of stuff because my taste buds are so efficient right now. They are so satisfied and happy. These are the happiest little taste buds you'll ever meet. Well, I didn't with realize my chicken I watched your broccoli. new YouTube. I watched your new YouTube and then obviously we traveled together. You love protein bars, which I didn't I actually love realize protein that. Bars. I didn't realize that. She was like, cause was when like, we were traveling, she was talking about protein bars and like they were just like, just a, yeah. I was like, no, She's a connoisseur. I'm not a fan. And then she was like, I'm yeah, like, I'm obsessed. I was like, what? Yes. She started protein, bar protein bars. Box club. I love it. They were yeah. like, I love it. And I, she was, we were looking at like all the different ones and stuff. And I was like, to be fair, actually those sound quite nice. Yeah, like the ones that you, but you thing. find, again, I think America has a one way more variety than like the UK and anywhere yeah. else anyway. So, but I definitely have seen some really good protein bars. I, I like the power crunch protein bars. Oh, those are like good that. too. The way yeah. just a lot of fun, yeah. but they are great. I do think you're right about the training your taste buds though, you know, and, um, this is going to get a little probably too far. We'll have to go into this another day. But there's this uh, philosopher. It's kind of cool. This philosopher, Miyamoto Masashi, he's a, uh, he was like one of the best like Japanese warriors of all time. He was like one of the ancient samurais. But he had this thing called the Book of Five Rings. And one of his rules in the book is don't chase the pleasures of good food. He's, and it was like in his rules. He had like 20-something rules. And he said the, 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 the basically chasing the pleasures of good food would only would only result in you getting used to that food and then wanting more pleasures from more foods. And so like he was like very much stuck to these yeah. like rules and commandments of stuff. And people like looked at his book for years and he's got like museums in Japan and all this yeah. stuff. It's and, true, and it's like, yeah, it does make sense. Like once you get a taste of something and you get it and it's funny because it's like this is like when we have like a, a when I have a cheat meal or something like that, I get it. And I've learned this. so I don't really do them too much now. Um, I get it. And I'm like. That's really good while I'm eating it, right? And then after it, I just feel like I shouldn't have ate yeah, it. Yeah, like after, so all after all yeah. these reloads we've had after however many weeks we've done them, it was the burger that I hated the most because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in the moment after I'd, after because we were f not fighting, but obviously I was like, I'm not having it. I it did was, my cardio. It's so funny. It was like 50 grabs of fat, a gluten free bun, and like I don't know, 90 carbs. It it's, wasn't like that crazy. No, but it, I was just like, I don't want, I don't want it to like take me off not take yeah. me off course like I, like I would cheat on my diet or anything but like make then the process harder for no reason when yeah. I could have like we were talking about before but after I had I did my cardio I was like oh I'm a bit hungry like fine whatever we'll do it had it literally like the next day woke up so tired and like groggy and then for a few days I kind of felt that and I was I just felt heavy and I was yeah. like oh I just don't feel like nice after it, it uh, in in what's the other way the, instead of the other ones, like the reloads we've had from my like, normal carb sources, either rice cakes or potatoes, um, I felt so good like, and energized. Yeah. So I feel like 
we needed that experiment, obviously, because we wanted to see what it yeah, was it's like good anyway. data. It's good data yeah. collection, you know? Um, it is. Yeah, especially but, um, when you're in the zone, it just kind of, like, tells us, you know? Yeah, yeah, just keep it clean, I guess, yeah. I prefer it. It's safer as well. I actually yeah. said it. I, yeah. I do prefer the safer, safer approach. I think, like, as you get closer to a show, if you're truly in the zone, like, honestly, food becomes just fuel. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't even care. I just want to eat all the best things because I want to look the best that I possibly can. And you're just so focused on, you know, achieving your goal that, like, what is taste anymore? It's like, eh, whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like on those carb days where, like, you're before a show, it's almost like, man, these carbs are just... I mean, I'd rather enjoy them. They're just kind of here for fuel. I wish I was like more uh, into you're always it. Gonna want more th- <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're always going to want more though. That's the thing. Like if you're like, even if you were to have like however many carbs and it was like a, re- like a really, really large amount, you're always still going to want more after that. So it's like just taking that like mindset away and just being like, this is what I'm having and it's fuel for my workout or fuel for mm-hmm. my training or whatever. And that's it. And that's all you have to see it for, yeah. I guess. And that's- when you look at, when you look at like both calorie intakes of, um, of you and Ashley both, your calories are not that far off if you take into account the reload day divided by the seven days. Yeah. So the the approach is, yours is technically a carb cycle, but it's really calorie-wise, it's linear on the other days with the carb cycle. And if you were to take those calories from that those bigger carb loads and divide it amongst the yeah. seven days, it would actually be just a, basically a linear approach. Um, and it would be very similar to your calories working all the way down. She's a little bit lower now, but she's still having the reload day. So technically we're probably like a hundred calories lower than your diet. Yeah. Um, like interesting. Yeah. It's about a hundred calories lower. If you were to take in those, that big load day and divide it amongst the seven days. So it's, it's funny how that part is kind of similar. Yeah. It's all kind of like, it's, it's very, it's different approaches, different methods, but it works different for the athlete Mm -hmm. because our bodies are different and we're in different stages. Yeah. And I I can say too, is like, uh, I know you said you experience like being flat and being tired sometimes if you don't have carbs. Um, I don't feel that way. Honestly, it's, it doesn't, for me being flat takes a lot, I think. And I don't really notice that much of a difference and I don't mind being flat. Adam's the one that will point it out to me like, yeah, you're looking flat. We need more. And I'm like, I just, you know, I, I like being lean. I like the feeling of being lean. So for me personally, like if, if like, let's say putting the competition aside, I don't mind being flatter if I'm lean, you know, being like compact, um, versus being full, but maybe a little softer. I will always prefer being leaner, but flatter than softer and full yeah. if that yeah. makes sense on my everyday life like i just like to be oh really well, everyday yeah. life yeah well it doesn't for ashley she doesn't get to the she's only been after the flight of uk was the only time she got we call like stringy where yeah. you get flat to the point where you look smaller right yeah. um ashley's flat is not like flat like most people's flat like phoebe actually gets pretty flat pretty fast like yeah. so she'll actually get kind of stringy yeah it takes it takes a couple shows but she can kind of get stringy faster than you it's it's harder for ashley to get so like it is with with ashley you don't have a huge variance of like for for what ashley does she's actually like the perfect person to do what she does because her car like if she's a little bit flat or i mean she will spill over very i will say quickly but it's the but you have so much room to play with in the flat area that you really shouldn't have to spill over because you can if ashley's 90 percent full 95% 95% full or 85% full, the looks are very similar. So yeah. it's like, okay, we're as long as we keep in there, we don't need to push super, super hard and risk the the overspilling, right? But with Phoebe, it's a it's a different game. Yeah. We have to pretty much hit it. Um, and uh, the thing with Phoebe is you kind of want to be, if you can, you want to be a little bit leaner than you need to be so we can't afford to just go for those carbs and yeah. fill out. 
and I don't know what happens at the end um, with Phoebe. I, th- I do think you you get a little stressed at the end or you maybe you overthink things and then she gets flatter. Like the closer you get to show, she starts burning through carbs faster. Yeah. So like that's the other thing too. And, um, and I'm moving more because obviously we'll be traveling to the show. Maybe it's just the travel just, for you that does that. I don't know. I, th- I think I think it is because obviously when I fly, that's where I tend to lose. And then just, just general walking and stuff and just actually getting to and from the airport, to and from the venue, checking in, all that sort of thing. I think that in general and then socializing and stuff as well. Yeah. Phoebe's the, she is the socializer of, I am the the she's biggest extrovert. She I absolutely love to. everyone's Phoebe's I friend. Feed, I it's feed great. off. I feed off people's energy. I feel like if I don't like speak to people for a long time, because I'm in the house on my I think own. It's at great. The yeah, I'm in my own house. Phoebe. I'm not, I don't mind it. I don't mind it because it's I'm allowing you to focus. But if I'm alone for too long, I'm literally like that drains me. Yeah. Dang, we're opposite in that yeah. aspect too. I'm a loner over here, and I love my alone. No, time. I do. I like. I do like my alone time. Don't get me wrong. But when if it's if I do that all the time, I like it. Just I'm exhausted. Like, I yeah. will be exhausted from not talking to anyone or like. It's weird. I I really I really like feed off people's energy. I have to like recharge my social battery, which is so weird. That's cool though. That's I cool. like everyone's, it. I do like it. Yeah, everyone's different. Um, What's but, funny um, is that you you um you meet so many people though too. Like it's, I love it's it. funny because we go to a show, and I mean it could be men's physique guys, bodybuilders, like all these different people that aren't even in your realm, and it creates opportunities yeah. and stuff for you too, which is cool. Yeah, but so no, I, I enjoy it. But no, I, like you were saying before, like in terms of like you like staying lean, we're opposites in there because I like being full up. You like season. being, you like that off season booty. I love being curvy. I, I, do. I love yeah. it because I, I feel like for me, I don't know, I don't feel very like womanly. For me anyway, I don't feel very womanly when I'm too lean. Oh, really? Because I feel like small oh. and like quite, I don't know, I for me anyway, that I, what I've personally experienced, I don't like the feeling of it for too long anyway, because it serves a purpose obviously for me right. Right, in terms of like the being that lean and then obviously being slightly softer. Don't get me wrong, in my off seasons, I sometimes do take it a little bit too far, mm-hmm. um, but I do like, I feel more confident in that sense in like normal people clothes, ah, okay. uh, gym clothes, all that type of thing. Like I actually cover up more now probably than in my off season. Oh, that is Which crazy. is interesting because yeah. a lot of people like will do the opposite because they've gained more body fat, they've gained more weight. So they will cover up more because they don't like the way they look. I actually will show off more because I'm like, I like the way I look more. If that makes sense. Because yeah. I feel like I have more of a butt. I have more of like shoulders. I have more like shape to me. Yeah. Versus now, you know what you say yeah, she before. Like the, she were working out her shoulders and they had like some veins in them. She was I like, I don't hate like them. I hate, I hate <laughs> being veiny and striated and like having like, sh- I, it, it's cool for a second, but I just don't, I don't, I don't feel very womanly in that sense. Yeah. So I don't massively like it. So I will cover it up. Oh, or okay. my but is flat at the moment as hell, so I don't like it at all. So oh. I will put like joggers on. So I and but in off season, obviously a little bit more curvy. So I don't mm. mind showing that off. I guess. Yeah, I I you know I don't like to be too fluffy because like my thighs rub, and I know people are going to be like, but you're lean, Ashley, even in the off season. But I'm telling you, the way my legs are built, my knees are very knock kneed. They like face each other. It's so my, do mine. So yes. Do mine. So like even so if mine, I get oh <laughs> yes. So even if I get like a little fluffier, even if I like got up to probably like a one. 28 
I will have some thigh rubbage. I hate that. It feels like I'm t- trapping myself. Like, <laughs> I I don't like that. And I can't wear short shorts. I like to be lean and just like efficient and athletic and stealth and agile. Like I can just jump and I float to the sky. And then and when I walk, I'm walking on air. I like that feeling <laughs> of being so lean funny. and efficient. I love it. It feels so nice. It feels like I can just jump out of my seat and just sprint to the front door and you won't even see me. I'm just... Ashley's know? worried about the aerodynamics. Yeah. I don't want 10 pounds holding me back. You know, I want to <laughs> oh just float. I'm flo- like, you know, but you got to admit that whenever you are contest lean, you're just like floating on air when you walk. Yeah, that do you is not true. feel yeah, that way? But you I just do, feel like I, so efficient. Well, I feel <laughs> it's weird because I do. F- I, well, I say I feel heavy. I feel like I'm because I'm more tired uh-huh. in contest prep, so I drag my feet a little bit more. So I, it's weird that you actually said because oh. I'm like I feel <laughs> I feel heavy. Like yesterday, I had my rest day, and I was like, I feel so like tired oh, today gee. and like heavy. So I don't know. I don't know. I think like you said, it, everyone is so different in that sense. Yeah. Like we enjoy different parts of the process, which is absolutely totally fine because i think mm-hmm. everyone's like oh my god you have to be this certain amount in off season you'll have to be this certain amount in prep and like no you don't you can do whatever you want and like you said before whatever is best for you and yeah. don't get me wrong you you can take it too far as well though so you do have to have a coach to you know make sure you are going in the right direction yeah um but whatever is making you happy that's what ultimately you have to do cool yeah um so yeah, yeah. I, I think, think however well. it sets up your in season to be the best, and I think with experience, it's going to come with experience. I like people in the most part staying leaner in the off season, but I also now you know you've kind of showed me too, and Nicole you know showed me too. Um, you know, for some people, it it makes sense for them to maybe go. You know, I usually say about ten percent above stage weight for yeah. maybe maybe fifteen, sixteen percent above stage weight, and that fact gives you that mindset where you can actually crush it while you're in prep and that's and then that's what matters for you. I think there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And you know, I think it? something also to note is um, like her physique wise too, probably is better at doing it than someone like me because I always say this, like whenever you let yourself go too far in the off season and if you don't have enough muscle to begin with and then you start cutting, your main focus is going to be cardio oh, cutting and you're not going to be able to maintain that muscle yeah. or put on that muscle. So I think like, you know, for someone that you already have an abundance of muscle, that's, <laughs> that's okay for point. you. But for me, like if I, you know, if I got far, far enough off, uh, season and you know we're always w- trying to build up my upper body and then next thing you know my focus becomes got to get lean got to get lean you know it's my I'm not going to have the most energy in the gym to build these shoulders oh, yeah, or yeah. maintain them in fact we might have to lose some muscle trying to trying to get super lean all of a sudden for for something so yeah, yeah. you know I think, I think is it I think that's a really good point to make to be fair and and also your 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 prep was um Longer too. Oh, yeah. So and that's I, something honest, to know. That that helps a lot. Yeah. So lot you didn't before. just go from in season or off season and then right into like, okay, we're like no, a month out kind of prepping. We, so it's like a slow slowly, process. Yeah, yes. 100%. So that's another, I guess, tactic that would help focus me. Because the first month was pretty, it was like pretty easy the very first month. But yeah. how long, how many months is it? Are we getting close to five? What are we at? Like in terms of prep for this, is it five? No, it's 16, like, it's, it was weeks? since, it was since July we started, I think, July, I don't know. What so it'll know. end up being five months. Then. It'll end up being five months at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah which okay. to be fair, most people kind of prep, would their whole prep, if they were to do however many shows, to like diet down into a show and then do maybe multiple shows, probably yeah. accumulates to that anyway, half yeah. the year. Um. So, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, again, it's bringing my, it's brought my best, 
Um, so I don't think the process that we've gone through has been a bad process. Um, and again, it's a different process. I don't, and there are going to be different ways that we're going to kind of make it easier next time. Um, but I think it's it's worked and it's brought brought a, a great package. So that's that's all. Yeah, that I think so. So. I guess we'll leave that there since we're getting in our yeah, hour and 20 long minute podcast. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a long podcast. Yeah, but that's good. It's a fun one though. It's always fun. I, was, I think people can take a lot from this one. Um, but yeah, so um, I think this, this might be the last one we see on you before the Olympia. So, yeah. so I just want to say as well, guys, you can come visit us at the meet the athletes event on Thursday yeah. before oh, yeah. the Olympia. <gasps> so since, yeah, since oh it's God, our last so one with cool. her here, let's yeah. just make sure, you know, you can visit Phoebe and me at the meet the athletes. I hope we're next to each Vegas. other. That would be so cool. Yep, that would and be it's cool. Really cool. Thursday. That is Thursday, Thursday from, is it four or six to six o'clock? What You're time is it? Throwing no, out random four. numbers. It's, it's from, it's, I have it in my from, phone. It's from uh, seven. I know. My bad. It's from seven o'clock for VIP. I'm going to be there all day. eight o'clock for general public. Oh, that's right. Seven. For VIP, aka past yeah. my bedtime. Yeah, I've been going to bed at seven thirty. Hey guys, I'm gonna let you guys know this ahead of time. I'm gonna cut their lines at nine o'clock. I don't care if you're in line. I'm gonna cut their lines because they need to sleep. Someone's they got the gotta Olympia. be the a hole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's always me, and I'm usually nice, and I'm like, oh no, it's okay. And then everyone's like, they get there like at ten, and then they give me this story. Dude, and like, the girls, that, the people that get there like at ten, they're like, oh, but I flew in just to see her, and I'm like, if you would have flown in just to see Ashley or whoever. You would have been first in line. Yeah. Like, don't give me that at well, 10 o'clock. I'm sorry you have to do that. Honestly, they should have security to do that. So it's no. not, you know, because the other athletes that don't have an Adam. Anyway. I'm pretty sure it ends at 10 anyway. No. I, nine. Is it not? Nine. nine. Oh, nine. It was what I meant. It's nine. They'll get there like at nine and the lines will still be there. And like, oh, I flew oh. it. I'm like, no, you would have seen it. So guys, I'm sorry in advance. The Olympia is important for both of them. I'm going to cutting the line at nine. <laughs> but anyway, we'll give you a couple, couple plugs. This is uh, Phoebe's apparel line. Oh. One of them. Yeah, Be Better. I just literally launched them yesterday. We're halfway, halfway I saw that on the year YouTube. Really? Yeah, we're halfway out of stock. So They'll be out of stock after this for sure then. Yeah. How do you get those? Um, You can go on the my Instagram, go on to my little link in the on my profile, and then it's bebetterclothing.com. Be Better Clothing. Yes. And then muscleegg.com forward slash Team Elite Physique to keep Ashley full of eggs. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like I'm going to take some home. And both really, of you, really both like of these it. girls are angel-sponsored athletes. Ooh. So I'll be there. I'll be there. I don't know if you're, are you going to be on the Friday of the Olympia? Uh, I'm, um, yes, I'll be there Friday. Same. I don't I know what time, but we'll. noon. Yeah, I think, I think so. Well. So Same with me. we're going to be putting out some stuff this week for um, the stuff we're going to have going on here at the at the prep center. But we're going to have a posing class um, before check-ins for the athletes on Tuesday. We're going to have open gym workouts. The posing will be open to people who are competing at the Olympia. Um, we'll have a bunch of things going on. Angels is going to have their people here for anyone who's doing That's the cool. Angels fashion show um, to watch the Olympia. Um, There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff, so stay tuned on that. And then, and other than that, guys, thank you so much. For watching. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.